Hello, and welcome to Sunday in Review. I'm your host, Garrett Leverage. And I'm Will Clark. Sunday in Review is a show where we take yesterday's sermon and break it down into segments. Segments of highlights, takeaways, application, and a few fun moments as well. I hope this breakdown further imprints God's Word in your heart and on your mind for the week ahead. Our first first segment, initial thoughts. Uh, Will, what were your first impressions of the service on Sunday? Uh, so the main title here is Finish Strong, and Ecclesiastes is all about this search for satisfaction. talks about satisfaction so much in there, and I think a few words sum it up for me, and it says it in verse 6 in the 12th chapter, verse 7. It says, remember him, talking about the Lord, and remember your creator. So I think for me, this sermon, to sum it up, is remember the Lord, remember your creator, remember the Lord before it's too late. Make sure you put him first before you've wasted your life in vain after a search for all these other things. Um just to remember the Lord. That's that's my initial thoughts. That's good. That's good, Will. You know, we're, we're kind of right there on the same page together. Uh, I wrote down, you know, vanity of vanities. Um, right. This whole whole life, we <clears throat> we uh, we work, we toil, we grow what we have. We worry about our our our, our kids and our our, our money and our cars and our house and our and at the end all that's going to pass away uh, it's it's not about me and my desires and all those things it's it's about God and, and James 4:14 says why do you not even know what will happen tomorrow what is your life you are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes and I, I think the preacher even pointed to the you know watching a pot boil and you see that steam coming off and and dissipating and, and it's just there for a snap and that's right and that's that's our lives and and, and what brings that meaning and purpose to our lives mm-hmm. is 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 us remembering the lord us exactly. remembering the lord exactly well we we always take time in our, in our next segment to look at highlights um what what highlights what stood out to you in the sermon that the preacher said. One area in particular, and he's talking about knowing that the Lord is our comfort, that he's there for us. And I want to play this clip. It's talking about knowing that the Lord has you. I want to play this clip right here. You see, it's vitally important today that you know who has you. Because it'll affect how you do every part of your life. Do you know who has you today? Today, as you sit in that chair on this day, February the 16th, 2020, do you know who has you? No matter what comes, do you know who has you? That's encouraging, friends, right? To know today, to sit there today and say, well, I've got this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem, and this isn't working, and that isn't working, and this isn't working, but I know who has me. You know what? It makes all that other stuff pretty small. Wow, Will. That was, uh, that was really, I think, one of the most spiritual moments of the service right there that, that you, uh, you picked for us. Um, you know who has you. Do right. you know? Right. Do you know it's it's of the utmost importance? It is, and how you live your how you live your life with confidence, knowing 
that he has you no matter what, no matter what comes. And that's what the preacher said. No matter, you know, if you've got 50 things wrong in your life, if you're a Christian, you've got to know he has you no matter what, that everything is going to work out according to his plan and his purpose. That's right. Very good. What about what about you? Highlights? What's your highlight? Well, my, my highlight, um, you know, usually we kind of go one serious, one funny, and you kind of yeah, I've grabbed noticed, a serious one. I've, and I did that last week, too, yeah, I think. Yeah, and just, so I kind of grabbed a... a maybe a recurring theme. <laughs> I grabbed a funny one, and I had a couple to choose from. Yeah. And uh, I, I went with the, the, snow sco- the snow skiing story. Yeah. Let's play that r- real quick. I'm driving through the middle of the, the Texas panhandle at, in the middle of the night. I'm not driving at the time I'm riding. I have been driving. I'm riding now. Okay, and we're on a bus loaded with uh, junior high and high school students. And there's, a, there's a, uh, um, a car following us or a little GMC uh, SUV following us. Uh, they're with us, support vehicle, we called it. And it's just a regular old school bus type vehicle. The, the main one is. And we're at Text Line. Now, if you don't know where Text Line is, it's, it's no big deal. Double Mill Creek and you've got it, okay? The population today is 549. I'm not thinking back in the early 80s when I went through there with this busload of kids that it had many more than that. But the guy driving the bus just, I'm sitting on the front row and suddenly just, mm, just starts shutting down. I said, what'd you do? He said, nothing. So we're on the side of the road. It's a little pull-off. It was a station or something that's closed down, but we're in a pull-off, and we pull the vehicle up there and try to jump it, and the wind's blowing. It's freezing cold. We can't get it to go. Long story short, we send the support vehicle. I get in it. We go back to town to the all-night restaurant. Thank the Lord for all-night restaurant. Middle of the night. She says, there's a guy at this trailer park. I go to the guy in the trailer park, and I don't want to say he lived a primitive life, but, but, but he didn't have any steps going into his trailer. So when I knocked on his door, it was the bottom of the door. I guess he climbed up in there every time and then jumped out. I don't know. Okay, but I knock on the bottom of the door. It's a strange feeling to knock on the bottom of a door. You know what I'm saying? He comes to the door. He's got hair like this. Okay, it's just a little face in the middle. Okay, it's all this, it's just this curly, bushy black hair. It's everywhere, okay? It's just a little face in the middle, and he's got on a wife beater. Okay, he's a husky guy. Oh, what can I do you for? You know what I mean? And and I said, well, we hear you're a mechanic. Our bus is broke down. He got bring it in first thing in the morning. We'll look at it. I said, you don't understand. We're going skiing. We're supposed to be on the slopes in the morning. We, and, of course, I, you know, when I get excited, I talk fast. I'm like an auctioneer on steroids. I'm, hey, you know, I'm giving him this, and I know he's going, who is this guy, you know? And, and so, of course, it's like this. I'm looking up at him, and anyway, he says, no, nah, I can't do anything tonight, but we can look at it in the morning. I said, no, nah, it won't work. He says, we tried pulling it, and I said, well, all we, I said, well, we, all we got this little GMC Jimmy here. You think he'd pull it? He said, well, if it won't, you ought to run it off a cliff. Okay, so okay. We don't want to do that. So he said, I said, we don't have a chain. There's a chain to back that truck here. And so we borrow the chain. We go pull it. It starts. I get in the driver's seat, and I don't get out till we get there because I'm convinced if I'm in that driver's seat, we're going to keep rolling, okay? But anyway, 
It's like in the teens. It's January, the wind's blowing. By the time I got back to the bus, they're freezing inside the bus, okay? Now, it wasn't a disaster. We got it started. But, but the thing of it is, disasters are a part of life. And uh, I didn't want to take that support vehicle. I said, no, it's ignorant to do that. We don't need to take that support vehicle. And guess who insisted that we take the support vehicle? My wife, because she had a uh, two-month-old baby named Garrett in her arms, okay? And she said, we need to take a support vehicle. I said, no, we don't. It's just extra drivers. It's a waste of time. Thank you, Lord, that we took the support vehicle, okay? But anyway, all right, disaster was averted. <laughs> that, that story, uh, the, the, there's several funny parts in that story, but one of the funniest is him knocking on the bottom of the door. I mean, the knocking on the bottom of the door. And when he describes the, the guy that answers the door in the wife beater, and when he says, <laughs> the wife beater, yes. and when he says that the, the hair like surrounds the face and all you see is this little face, <laughs> yeah. to me, I think of the Star Wars character, the Ewoks, you know, yeah. you, see, <laughs> you see all this hair and then you see that little bitty face right there in the middle. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. I, I, when he's talking about that, I obviously... He shares in the story like I'm a baby, but it's like once he's describing it, and I, of course, didn't go to the door, but it's like you can put yourself there That's and right. you imagine standing, you know, belly button to the door, bottom of the door, right. knocking on the door. Right. And uh, right. I just imagine that guy there. Yeah. And you, you can you imagine that uh, that little bitty Chevy trying to uh, trying to pull start a bus mm-hmm. that had to be a had and to it, be a trip. And in the moment. The preacher's wife saying, I told you so, told you so, told yeah. you so. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's, that does it for our highlight section. Our, our, our next, our next uh, segment here is, is our favorite Bill quote. Now, the thing about the preacher is, is he's famous for having some, some interesting quotes. And, and some of them I think he makes up. And some of them I think are just really old-timey sayings that maybe his family said or something, but we've only got one of those this week, and um, he, he's speaking there um, about people who who are constantly complaining about stuff. Um, he says at one point, he says, even, you know, they've only had a hangnail once, a, once in their life, and then this is what you say to him. Yeah, I wish I had another deal pickle, and I'm going, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. Uh, the the dill pickle, shut up. Yeah, and the dill pickle, you think for a second, like, what's he talking about? And then as you think about it, you think, he's talking about when that real sour dill pickle hits your makes, mouth and your face kind of scrunches that, up. that face, that, yeah. And and it's it's funny to me because, you know, we always, you always know someone who's always got their face. They're always in a bond. They're always that angry. So sour, anyway. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Crab apple That's face. right. That's right. Well, our next, our next segment here is... Um, is application to my life. And this is where Will and I each pick a point and we apply it to our lives. And, and, and our desire is we hope that can it can be applied to your life as well. Will, what That's was right. your application? So application for me is in there, he talks about getting up, getting after it. Don't at the end of your at the end of your life, when you've pretty much felt like you know, according to the American dream, we stop working about 55 and then we, quote, retire. And so for me, it's 
it's don't look for excuses not to do something. You know, in, in Ecclesiastes eleven six, it talks directly about that. You know, work hard. Make sure when the evening is is there, you're you're putting in your time. You're getting getting the stuff done. Don't look for excuses not to do things because of trivial reasons. I mean, how many times in the life of a church do we as church members make excuses not to be at some event because of, well, it's raining or, well, it's cold or, well, it's whatever. I mean, it's more normal than you think. Yeah. Well, you know, and I I remember a, a... I kind of relate to older shows sometimes. I remember an old Andy Griffith episode where there's this drifter who shows up in town and he tells Opie, never do anything today that you can do tomorrow. There you go. Never do anything today that you can do tomorrow. And, of course, you know, if you've ever watched the show, Andy has a real strong talking to all that stuff. Exactly. The Andy moment. You're right. There's there's so many of those moments where we, we put it off because it's cloudy outside. And they're cumulus clouds. Some trivial, trivial thing. Yeah. So, that's mine. What about what about yours? You know, we, we it kind of goes back to the quote earlier, talking about uh, the mad person. But you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and and those people, as he talks about people who had endured great suffering, but still brought the joy of Christ and the joy of the Lord with them, and what how how uplifting their spirit is, and. And that's a, that's a line that I want to continually quote to myself. Good times, bad times, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, I don't want to be the person who has one hangnail in their life and they're complaining. I want to be positive. I want to be, I want people to envy that. Right. You know, I, th- I think, I, th- I remember you telling me, I don't know, a few weeks ago or a month ago about a verse that you had memorized at one point in your life in Job. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's right. That's the same same mentality that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away for a reason, but we need to bless his name no matter what. That's right. That's right. That's right. Very good. Well, the next segment we have is personal illustration. In in this segment specifically, Specifically, I haven't always done the best job of explaining this one, but what what point was made in the sermon that brought an illustration to your mind? Uh, I, I have one. Um, you know, kind of the theme that both of us have kind of addressed some is, is finish strong. Right. Finish strong. Well, all the time in social media and, and videos, and I get so mad and my wife loves them, there's these videos of these racers and you'll see them getting close to the finish line and they're almost there and they're running and and they start to celebrate. They start throwing their hands in the air and pumping their arms and and then someone from behind is saying, I'm going to gut it out to the end and beat them and they get past. And my wife loves it. She laughs at them. But me, I'm, I'm going, oh my gosh, just run, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, you're mad. You're frustrated. Yeah. I mean, how can you... How can you not finish out the race? You get overconfident, yeah. right? And that's why it's so important for us, as long as we're here, that we're striving for that end. That's nothing, there's no time for celebrate. I, I mean, and I know, I mean, the pastor says there's a time to, 
a time, a time to be happy, a time to be sad. There's a time for everything under the sun. But the point is, is there's no victory tours. That's right. That's right. Victory there's, laps. No there's victory no, laps. No victory laps. We're in the race until we're gone. And that's for God to decide, not us. That's right. That's exactly right. Our next segment here is the golden calf moment. Um, if you remember in, in Exodus, when, the gold, when they built the golden calf while Moses was up in the mountain and God punished the people for it. Um, and, and, and they learned something about God that day, that there would be no other gods before him. He wouldn't take graven images before him. And, and so, to, so today we ask the question in our segment, the golden calf moment. What did you learn about God in this sermon? So the very end of the book, the very last chapter, and the very last verse, I, I'm going to read it here. I think this is so important. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. One of the things that, one of the golden calf moments for me in this sermon was that what I learned about God is that he is going to judge every deed that we have. Everything that we have, every, every deed, whether good or evil, he's going to judge it. And for, for us as Christians, it's so immensely important. Because we, we tend to think that because we're Christians, we can slide by with things or whatever that is. But God is a holy God, and he's going to judge us for every single thing that we do or that we don't do. I think that's important. That's my golden uh, no, calf moment. No, that's a great, that's a great verse, and it's a, it's a perfect end. I think, you know, that verse 13, uh, verse 13 and 14 right there is... Um, That'll preach. That'll preach. It's, exactly. It's there for you. Um, you know, um, I, I I think my golden calf moment is is we need God. We need Him to be fulfilled in life. Um, and Ecclesiastes twelve seven says that we were t- just as as our body came from the dust, it returns to the dust, but the spirit in us came from God and it'll return to God. That's right. Um, you know, that eternal life that God gives to us is uh, it brings meaning and purpose and, and value right. to our life. And, and, and you know, I spoke about that in our D group recently, but uh, right. it's something that, that, um, that we need to be fulfilled in this life. And, and the only real purpose, meaning, or value comes from God that's and right. only God. That's right. And, and that's, again, that's the whole message of Ecclesiastes. There's so many people searching for meaning, value, purpose, and all these other things, all these other avenues. Mm-hmm. And the only place that we can really find true meaning, purpose, value is in God. That's it. Yeah. There's not another relationship. I mean, albeit yeah. great things, our our spouse, our children, our relationships yeah. in the church, all those are great things, but they don't give us that ultimate satisfaction that God no, does. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. And, and, and people will search for those as long as we're alive, and we'll see them searching. And some people will find this stuff in those things, but those things are temporal and they'll pass away. They turn to ash. That's right. 
That's right. Our next segment is the denial. Um, this is this is supposed to be about what you learned about yourself. Uh, Peter didn't know he was going to deny Christ three times, but he did. So the denial. Will, what did you what did you learn about yourself? So for me, on the denial, it's all about time management. In chapter twelve, verse three, he talks about. He says, in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few and those who look through the windows are dimmed. In verse 4, and the doors on the street are shut. When the sound of the grinding is low. Those things right there that he's talking about speak about time coming to an end. And in our lives, we are, and the preacher referred to this, we are fading away. Our, our lives, like you just said earlier, our lives are but a vapor. Mm-hmm. So for me, my, my do better, my denial is knowing that I have to use my time wisely in every aspect of my life. So that's, for me, that's a, that's a huge deal. What about, what about you? Well, the, the denial for me comes down to, and, and this is kind of how I've always summarize the the book is is ecclesiastes 12 13 um the end of the matter all has been heard fear god and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man and that's 12 13 uh it all our life everything that we fill it with everything that there is what matters is our fear of the lord and that we do what he says right and i think you can go back to the you know, when they ask Jesus, hey, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, right. all your mind, all your soul. That's right. And then love your neighbors yourself. So, I mean, that right, right, the same thing is fear God and keep his commandments. Like, this is the whole duty of man. You can make $200 million in your life. You can be the most powerful person on earth. All that ends. And, and then go back to your verse. Like, your door, you know, the windows draw, the, the doors close. Like, you stop hearing. Right. You stop seeing. You stop. Right. Every st- everything stops working. Right. The big mighty man. Right. He stops. And we, hey, we saw we saw it. You know, we saw it just a few weeks ago. One of the best athletes in our lifetime was Kobe Bryant. That's right. And 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 we hate him, love him. I'm not getting. I'm not getting into that. That's that's not the point. But he he was he was a great athlete. He had great athletic accomplishment. And there was no if your team was playing against his team, there was no one. In the world, you wanted to have the ball less than him in that's the, right. that game. Well, and and, and when a hundred and eighty mile per hour helicopter, that's right, fell, it, it was over. Well, and too many times, I think the the culture in the sports world, entertainment, put these these people up on this pedestal that they're larger than life. They're larger than life, and that their their ability or their persona puts them in that category. That they're they're bigger than life in general. Yeah, and. I mean, the Bible says it over and over and over. You're going to gain the whole world and lose your soul. Yeah. I don't know Kobe Bryant's right. eternal state. Right. I don't know what that is. But mm. the point of that is, is no amount of worldly things can keep you from, from dying. When That's God right. says it's your time, it's your time, yeah. and there is nothing you can do about it. And his body came from the dust and returned from the dust. That's right. And, that, and that's not morbid. No. That's not. That's no, not. No, no. That's just. That's just the reality, and I definitely don't. I definitely don't intend to to speak ill of him or or, or anything else. No, not at all. Not at it's all. Just, it's just an example. Uh, and, and so, in that 
in that, I guess for me, it's what matters is God in obeying Him and serving Him. And everything else that we do is vanity, right? That's right. Right. That's right. Okay, the last segment we have is is the big takeaway. Um, I'm not putting it on the back burner. This this life is not long, like a vapor, right? We talked about it. It's going to come to an end. Everything is about Him. Every day is about Him. His desire for us, sharing with the lost, edifying the saints, worshiping Him. These are the things that matter in this life, and those are the things that we have to strive for. That's my uh, that's my big takeaway. You will well for me. It's about get after it, get to work. Um, my dad used to say, and it's probably because I needed a kick in the rear, but my dad always used to tell me to get my rear in gear, you know, <laughs> get after it, hit a lick, you know, get it done, work hard. And we know that our salvation doesn't come from, from working. We don't, we don't work for our salvation, but because we've been saved, we should work from it. We should work from our salvation so that others can see the good in us that Christ has already done, that he's, he's purchased that salvation for us. So for me, it's about getting after it, making sure I get out there and work hard and be all I can be for, for Christ. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's where it's at. Yeah. Um, That's good, Will. I appreciate it, man. Yep. Well, I I, I guess that'll about do us. Um, uh, Thank you for joining us for episode two of Crossway Sunday in Review. Uh, uh, Again, I'm Garrett Leverage. I'm Will Clark. Thanks for bearing with us. Yeah. Appreciate it. Have a blessed week.